You are tuning in to Cover Zero. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing great. Ravens won, so you know I'm doing good. Oh, oh, you know what? Congratulations, and thank you for not beating us by 30. <laughs> give y'all a little And that's what I called. So, yeah, you, you didn't make us look, you know, worse than we have. So thank you for that. It's a good week. Okay, so let's get right into it. We have some news that we need to definitely discuss first. Bill O'Brien fired in Houston. Not surprising. (laughs) Not surprising. What do you guys think? Who do you guys think would be a good fit to replace him? Do you think he would be better off somewhere? What are you guys thinking about that? Eric Bieniemy. Yep. Eric Bieniemy. He's he's he should have already landed a head coaching job as is. He's been next in line for a while as far like his production's been there. He, his sign off on other coaches has been there. He is basically what Matt Nagy was to Andy Reid, and it didn't take Matt Nagy as long to get on once he was recognized for what he brings to an offense. And yet he's just still kind of waiting in waiting in those rings. I think he'd be able to do a lot with Deshaun Watson. He knows how to use these quarterbacks that are kind of in the mold of, you know, Mahomes, et cetera, and like more of the new age offenses and and just give him easy stuff while also being able to unlock that high end potential that's already there. So that's the easy that's the easy hire for me. That's the one they should definitely go after. As for Bill O'Brien himself, we've talked about what he is as a GM and what he is as a coach. And he's a far better coach than GM. That goes without saying. So he's probably going to look to find a job somewhere as an OC first, where maybe somewhere down the road he's eyeing maybe another shot at head coaching. But I do think he gets another job as an OC somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, – you beat me to it, Eric – be enemy. I mean, that's to me, that's a that's an easy call. I think, you know, Watson and Mahomes are similar QBs. You know, obviously Mahomes, is a, you know, he's a lot better and whatnot. But Watson is is in that realm. You know, he, he can scramble maybe probably a little bit better than Mahomes, mm-hmm. make most of the throws. You know, he probably can tighten up a little bit on some of his throws. And I think Eric can get a lot of, out of the, you know, the weapons that they do have, you know, obviously trading away. DeAndre Hopkins was, you know, a big blow to them, but they still have some weapons over there. And I think because they run such a, a high power offense over there in KC, you know, he'll be able to bring that over here and really get the most out of the weapons that they got over there. Um, and then, you know, Jordan brought up a good point about Matt Nagy and um, Eric Bieniemy, And it's crazy because I think their offense is more high powered now than it was yeah. when Matt Nagy was offensive coordinator. So, you know, and and it seems like now they're they're starting to run the ball a little bit more now, at least this year. So and you got to give that some of that to to Eric Bieniemy. So, yeah, I would like to see him get that job, man. I really felt like he should have actually got the Carolina job, but it's probably good that he waited it out because, you know, I think most coaches would would rather coach, you know, Deshaun Watson over Teddy Bridgewater, you know. So and the team, is, I think that team is, you know, they do got Christian McCaffrey over there, but they're going to be looking for a QB. But for the most part, I think Houston may be a, a better team talent-wise, you know. So, yeah, that that that's where I would go with that. And as far as uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, the crazy thing is, and I said it during one of the podcasts, is, is he's still, I think, a good coach. I think 
it, it really what happened was was the dumb decisions that he was making. You know, we 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 I know I was clear on it, and I think you guys feel the same way. I think we all kind of spoke on it that some head coaches, most head coaches, should just be head coaches and not GMs. Right. You know, and I think sometimes you know sometimes they get you know they they have a little bit of success, and he didn't really even have too much success. I mean, I think. You know, they. He, I don't know how many times he's gotten the Texans to the playoffs. Maybe two or three times. Maybe one, one or two games. Two divisional berths, uh, twenty sixteen and twenty nineteen. Okay, and how many and how many games did he win in the playoffs? I think he only won one. Maybe, maybe one. Was it two? I think it was two in sixteen and nineteen because they got to the divisional round. I, or I can't remember. I, I know he won the one won. last year, but no. in twenty sixteen, yeah, they might have had that first round bye as the two seed. Well, they beat us. They so that's two. Up. So that's two. Okay. Yeah, with Brock okay. Osweiler. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, uh, I, I think he's had he's had a little bit of success. You know, his play calling is is you know it's 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 cool. It's above average. You know, so I think he's a good head coach. I don't think he's going to be getting that job anytime soon. You know, because of you know just everything that came with it. You know, uh, just with the with this whole Texan thing and whatnot and the moves he's made. So and then some of the problems that he's had with certain players, at least the rumors that we've heard, you know, so a good maybe OC job, something like that. I could see that happening as far as where I'm not sure yet, but I could see him landing an offensive coordinator job somewhere down the line, maybe next year. As far as Bill O'Brien, it's crazy because his imprint is still on that team because of all the first round picks he traded. Like they're 0-4 and their first round pick is with the Miami Dolphins. So that first round pick is probably going to be something pretty high for for the Dolphins, so kudos to him for with that Lerman Tunsil trade. But it's crazy because his imprint is still on there for like I want to say at least two more years because all the moves, all, at least in my opinion, all the bad moves that he's made on that for that roster, getting rid of Hopkins, just like I brought up uh, trading away first round pick. So it sucks whoever's going to be the next head coach and the next GM that they got to suffer from that. But in my opinion, the way he was just running that team, it wasn't good at all ever since he became the gym it wasn't good but yeah as far as the next head coach yeah everybody keeps saying eric Bieniemy, uh and it makes a lot of sense because of where he's at he's working with the uh, dual threat quarterback over there with patrick and of course deshaun watson's already won uh, deshaun watson's really really good at throwing on the run uh, throwing on the run so it's just so many perfect fits that make sense so i don't know unless they do something else i really can't see them Doing something else, it, it just makes so much sense. So, I think one hundred percent that it'll probably be Airbnb being me to be the next head coach of this for the Houston Texans. Do you guys think that Houston can turn it around this season, or is it too far gone? Ah, uh, it's done. I think it's over with. Yeah, they'll have I mean, a start depending on you know who they make as interim. Head coach, did they already make that? Cornell. It's Romeo oh, Cornell. They're just, yeah, they're just oh. booting, boosting Romeo up there. Yeah, and he, you know, he's, he wasn't too good when he was a full time with, with the Browns. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't. I can see a spark. Maybe them when who they play. Let me see who they play this. Week. The schedule gets the easier schedule. than it was out the gate. Right. Like they get the Jags. Like two out of the next three. They also got to play the Packers. You got to assume that's a loss. Then yeah. they still yeah. got to go play the Colts twice in division. You got to assume that's two losses. Yeah, I mean, like, wh- what is there right now on this roster apart from Deshaun Watson to get excited about? Nothing. 
Yeah, I mean they. I mean they got little. They got they got little weapons. Little little wide receivers. I, 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 the, I, fact, the fact that you just said little little weapons, it said enough for me. That said that said enough. Yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so they they don't have much. You know what I mean? They got Watt. Watt look like he's finally healthy, but he's, he's not even playing bad. like JJ Watt. The team ain't playing well. At no, all. no one is like like yeah. Watson's trying, but Watt doesn't look like he is healthy. You're right, it is, and it's great to see the man healthy. Right. But he's not even playing to the level that he but did last year. That. Right, that's true. But I think part of that too. I Bill could have lost his team, bro, and it probably. Like that probably happened when he made that stupid trade. I mean, it, it it he possibly lost. He probably lost that locker room, and they probably just was professionals and didn't come out and say anything. That's probably what happened because it didn't. And and we've seen some of the tweets from DeAndre Hopkins, you know, saying he was blessed to, to be elsewhere and whatnot. I mean, we've seen things. So I, I don't think these players really, I think after that and maybe even before, they probably had some issues with Bill. So, I, I you know, that's they probably don't want to play for him, you know. So and it's only the fourth game. I'm assuming Watt's going to pick it up sooner than later. And with them playing the Jaguars this week, I think that could be a spark. One of them mm-hmm. one of the games they win because they're not playing that well, you know, and, and having a, 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 a different coach in there right now, somebody they're familiar with, they probably can get that win. But as far as bounce back, like, you know, respectable record after starting 0-4, like 8-8 eight and eight or something like that, they definitely not making the playoffs. Right. No, There's only been one team when 0-4 and made the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, so – that's that's not happening. All right. Well, let's move on to Thursday's game. We have the Bucks and the Bears. Now, the Bucks are slightly favored, but who do you guys have taking this one and why? I got the Buccaneers. I just think they're 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 pretty well balanced on offense. You know, they're running the ball pretty well. You know, uh, and I, we brought up about the offense picking it up midseason. They, they're playing their, – their offense is actually playing better early, earlier than I thought, you know. So it's good to see that. And just really from the Bears' standpoint, they really wasn't – you know, watching some of their game on All-22, you know, they really, to me – and I know the Colts have a really good, you know, really good defense, and I know we're going we're gonna to speak on that. But the, what the Bears – some of the throws with Nick – Nick Foles, it just wasn't too impressive with me. You know, there was times where he did have time in the pocket. He missed some easy throws, you know, some overthrown passes, and they're not really running the ball that well. You know, David uh, Montgomery, one running back that I was really high on, just watching him play, I, I don't know. He's he's not the running back that I thought he would be coming out of college. So, I, you know, and I know the O-line, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I guess, average now. I, it's It's okay, you know, but – I don't know. I, I didn't really see too much from the Bears, you know, and the Colts and, and the deep. Now, the defense, the defense actually, I thought, played they played well. You know, Phillip Rivers didn't really do too much. So the defense, I think, would would be pretty solid. But I think after a while, I think the Buccaneers are just going to take over with their offense. I just think they're running. Like I said, they're running the ball pretty well. You know, they've had a couple couple games, a couple hundred uh, hundred yard games, one from Fournette and one from uh, Ronald Jones. So. And then, like I said, Brady, you know, it seems like he's getting it. He's getting it together with the offense. You know, he just got to, you know, slow it down with these these uh, these picks, these pick sixes. But other than that, you know, the offense looked pretty well balanced. I think it's going to be too much for the Bears. You see how both his pick sixes this year are on like the same route, same thing. Like 
a deep out or a quick out from the wide hash throwing left going. And then like just the corners are like, they're like just squatting on those. I don't know what it like the off coverage technique looking yeah. at the quarterback and he throw it right to him. Both of them. Right. And you know what, he bro? And I stared at him too. He was just looking at yeah, him. Like, what great are you doing? Point. Great, great point, Brandon. Because that's what I was going to say. When I watched it, Brady was just staring down the wide receiver. And that's something, you know, you don't never see the goal. It was do. weird. So, yeah, it was, it was, and they sat on it. Like Jordan, like you said, Jordan, they sat on it. You know, they sat on that. They, and it was, I mean, it's easy to sit on a quarterback, uh, quarterback play in a, in a wide receiver route when the quarterback is just staring right at the wide receiver. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was uh, different from Tom Brady. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just wonder with, like, especially the one last weekend, like, the receiver also, he, like, kind of, he gave, he gave a tell. Like, when you're a receiver and you run routes, you're going to throttle down. You're, if you pick your arms up, that signals you're going to slow down. So, like, the corner had all the tells. Like, he had every single sign in the world pointing to here comes ball before it was thrown. Right. right. Brady staring him down. He stopped on the drop. Like his his drop stopped quickly. Oh, OK, I can sit on this. Then the, the receiver throttles down. Oh, OK. You you really tell me what you're doing, you know. And I just wonder if Tom just still thinks in his head he has the arm strength that he once did to get it there in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think we at least see that again, probably just for the rest of the year myself personally. But. But yeah, he that offense does look good. I mean, apart from those, you know, two sparing plays right there, the offense does look really good. And question I actually have, uh, do you guys think now because they're dealing with some injuries on offense, Achilles injury to OJ Howard, Mike Evans is battling injuries himself, Chris Godwin's not gonna play for the second straight game. Do you think we see some Tyler Johnson now? Hmm. Uh, it's po- I mean, it's possible. I mean, why not? You know, with the right. injuries. Yeah, why yeah. not? Definitely could see why. Yeah, we definitely could see some PT. Yeah, I think we do. Just looking forward to that. The one thing I'm looking at in this game, though, I, I do have the Bears. Or I do have the Bucks as well, beating right. the Bears. Just the offense is too much right now. Right. The thing I'm going to be watching though is Tristan Wirfs going yeah. against. Yeah, going against Khal- Khalil Mack. Yeah, oh, that's, that's going to be that's going to be cool because Tristan Wirfs he's done well so far. He's yeah. done well. Cam Jordan in Week One. Brian Burns, who's not the same players can but you know he's been solid this year Bradley Chubb in week three and then last week against Bosa just playing pretty well right now for a rookie just really showing out nicely and then it's also in the trenches you got Ryan Jensen and Allie Marpet going against Akeem Hicks so a couple of battles there that are just that are going to be pretty cool to watch for me but yeah ultimately Bucks offense has got too much firepower right now what about you Henry yeah I got the Bucks winning as well uh Bucks Chargers almost actually kind of beat the Bucks if it wasn't for some you know stupid right decisions you know especially right before the halftime I don't know why you won't kneel on the ball you try to hand it off really made no sense but that's a whole another conversation but yeah I got the Buccaneers we we seen what this Bears offense has been um, it it just hasn't clicked at all Josiah brought the good point about David Montgomery yeah David Montgomery he hasn't looked at all. Close to what we saw him coming from college. It seemed like he's just like he lost his physicality or something. Yeah. You used to see him like that first tackle used to always break, but now it just seems mm-hmm. like yeah. every arm tackle, he just can't get rid of it. I don't know. It just really makes no sense. I don't know. Maybe his head isn't all the way there. I don't know. But he for sure isn't that same back we saw when he came from college. Um yeah, so the Buccaneers, they're I know they're gonna be missing some players. I honestly think that OJ Howard uh injuries, I think it's honestly a big deal. 
That's big. Man. Yeah. I think it's a real big deal because uh, he, was, of course, was the most athletic tight end out of all of them. Gronk hasn't been Gronk in what we've been seeing. I know I'll give it to him. His blocking is still very exceptional, but I don't know. When he seems like he out there running routes, he just looks weird to me. He's trying so hard. So hard. He seems like he's trying to go 110%, but he's really going like 60. I don't know. It's, <laughs> he, just, he just does not look right to me. I don't know. Maybe it's still early in the season. Maybe he'll you know, still get his feet up under him later on. But as of so far through these first four weeks, he has not looked the same. So. But, and that's why it's so big to lose OJ. Exactly. So you know because Cameron Brady is still solid too, but right. But like I said, the, the three tight ends. I, I know that they 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 was running a lot of the three tight ends, and it, that formation can be deadly. So, so especially now with uh, a couple of people being hurt, but I honestly don't think that uh, the say if it, even if it is a low scoring game, Tom Brady will come out some way with yeah. the. And that's what you got to – and, you know, that's a, that's the thing right there. Even if it is – that's a great point, Henry, because even if it is a low-scoring game, who do you got your money on? <laughs> Brady, you know, or Nick Foles? You know, the well, Buccaneers- and we've, we've seen Brady play from behind. We know what he's – I mean, I'm not – no offense to Foles. He's a, cha- he's a champ. But Brady playing from behind is a whole different ballpark. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Brady, Brady love he, you can tell he love uh Scotty Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys brought up a good point about David Montgomery just not looking the same and like how we saw him be like this he was just like an automatic force miss tackle dude. And even this year when he does force a missed tackle, it takes him like two minutes to like break the tackle and completely get free of it before like then the cavalry is already there to stop him. Yeah. I just, you didn't, it's, it's just something is missing in his bounce, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with him. He was one of my favorite backs coming out. I I, I would, I need to go back and see where I had him ranked. See if I wrote it down somewhere, but I, I remember when they drafted him, I remember texting Gibson and telling him how I thought that was Cause they didn't have many picks that year. I mm-hmm. think that was their first pick. I want to say that was their first pick. And it was the second round, right? Either was second it? or third. It might have been third. Third. Yeah. Third. Yeah. I, as of now, because I changed my mind throughout the week, guys, but as of now, I also have the Bucks. Um, I just think the Bears' offense is not there yet to hang, um, as well as all the other things that you guys said. I just don't see them getting it together in this short week to be able to keep up with the Bucks in the end. So you need to trade Allen Robinson. Well off the team. You could get something for him too. He's nice. Gosh, yeah. He's so good. I'm like uh, <laughs> he is nice. The Allen Robinson, still like, a fan, still a fan, his, still his a fan. Career quarterbacks like Christian Hackenberg, Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, Chase Daniel, and finally they get him Nick Foles, and then Nick Foles go out there and have his biggest dud game ever. It's like that dude just can't get a quarterback who's consistently playing well, and he, and he deserves one. He oh, deserves he does. one more than anybody. I don't know what his high school quarterback looked like. I've said this before. I hope he was amazing, just for the sake of Allen. <laughs> My my right. brethren over there. Right. You can't have a whole life career of just <laughs> that's so sad. 
It happens. It happens to some of the best players, man. It happens to some of the best players. They get stuck. They're stuck on teams, you know, with if their wide receivers stuck with different quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that's no good, you know, and it, it just happens. So we'll see. Hopefully Nick Foles can, you know, pick it up, man. Hopefully he can pick it up. We're going to see. Give him a little pass because right. of Colts defense. Again, we're gonna we're gonna discuss that, you know. But the reason why I don't it, it's this game right here. It's more about the Buccaneers' offense than Nick Foles. Yes. Or the, or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I think Nick Foles will probably end up being a better QB, you know, than Mitchell as far as this season goes from here on forward. And their offense may pick it up. It's just it's just hard for me seeing them, you know, keep up with the Buccaneers. I and I, I like the Bears' defense. I like the Bears defense, but I don't think they're I don't think they're that good, you know, where the Buccaneers are really not going to score that many points. Like they'll score they'll score over 14. Most likely most likely over 20. So Oh, I think they're for sure over 20. Over, yeah, I think the yeah, Bucks for sure got 20 on the board at least. Exactly, bro, at least. So So let's move on to our next preview game. Bills versus Titans. The Titans are coming off of a COVID buy, we'll call it. Um, the Bills are slightly favored in this one. Who do you guys have taking this matchup and why? Buffalo. I got Buffalo. Bill, Bills looking real good. They're looking real good. And you should know. <laughs> yeah, they they are. Like and just like I like I said on the Sunday recap show, like the thing about I've I've all 22 Josh Allen, but that was the first time I actually sat down for a whole game live and watched him and just got it as the whole game flow comes. And that dude, he's just he's chilling back there. He's chilling. He has he knows that he has taken this leap and he knows he has everything in place to be able to allow him to continue to sustain it. And the one thing that I also this conclusion that I also came to it is that it's, it's with Josh Allen playing this well, that Bills defense doesn't have to be perfect for them to still win games. That's been the case for ever since he's been there. Sean McDermott has to call a perfect game. The defense needs to be able to play as like basically nearly lights out for them to even have a chance. But now they don't need that. Now that's not a requirement for them to get a W. And I don't necessarily see, at least in this game, I don't see how the Titans are going to be able to throw the defense off enough to a point to where Josh Allen still can't continue what he's been doing to be able to to get the victory here. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy with this Titans team, especially because right now I want to ask you guys what who are this who is this Titans team? The reason I ask is because it's like, they, yeah, they're getting a whole bunch of rushing yards with Derrick Henry, but they're going to kill that man. He's second in yes. the NFL in terms of total carries. He's got 82 carries, right? Only one carry behind Josh Jacobs, but he's only played three games. Didn't we discuss this in the offseason? We did. They could, they could possibly run this man down. Exactly. And they're, and they're doing it. Like, he's dodging COVID. He's dodging injuries. He's dodging defenders. Bad. because. The offensive line isn't blocking as well. Taylor Lewan's in and out of the lineup. They've lost Conklin, Isaiah Isaiah Wilson, their guard, or the other tackle that they signed to replace him. He had he was one of the first players to contract COVID on the squad. Like Ryan Tannehill's not playing as well off the play action. The secondary isn't quite the same. I, I just I, they're three and zero, and they have That's won crazy. games. That is the crazy part, right? <laughs> It's like like I, every game just seems weird with them. Every game just seems so weird, but they just squeak 
bye. They've won three and zero with a collective like win total of six, like the the margin of victory is a combined six points over three games. Yeah, right. And the teams they haven't beat aren't exactly like a murderous row of squads: Vikings, Jags, Broncos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, this team is like, yeah, three and zero would have been a nice test to see them play against the Steelers. Would have easily been the best squad they played against, but they didn't. So the Bills have shown they're legitimate. Beats. Beat a good Rams team, beat what I think is a, you know, a team with a winning record in Josiah and Mai's Raiders squad. You know what I mean? By the time the end of the year comes. So, and I don't see this Titans team being enough to derail that just yet. Yeah. I, 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 I got, uh, go ahead, Henry. Yeah, I'll take the Bills as well. Uh, Josh Allen still continuing to play at a high level this season. Of course, born. Big improvements from last year, you know, hitting them, hitting them deep rush. You know, it's crazy. I was just, I was talking to a lot of people on Twitter about this. It's crazy what having like a great number one receiver can help a, a young quarterback have. And yeah. Stephon Diggs has definitely delivered uh, since uh, they acquired him. You know, for trading that first round pick from the Minnesota Vikings, yeah, Stephon Diggs has been uh, a great. Uh, helper for Josh Allen. He he has been really, really good. And then the other two receivers, John Brown and uh, Cole Beasley, have also contributed really, really well. So, and then, you know, we're going to speak about their defense. You know, Tremaine Edmonds in the middle of that defense has been killing it. So, they're, they're for sure going to, you know, I, I don't honestly, unless they're down a lot, I don't see Tannehill throwing the ball no more than 20 to 20 some time because. Where you know they're just going to try to just hand that that ball off to, to Derrick Henry and hopefully he can lead them to victory. But at the end of the day, uh, you, you got to go with the Bills, especially how of a high level that they're playing right now. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills. I you know I just got to see them. <laughs> I, I watched their All 22 before they played us and whatnot, and you know I and I started to believe in them. You know, just kind of early on in the season. You know, when I was when I was looking, I got a chance to look at. Josh Allen play, and then I watched his all 22, and I just was thinking, like, man, you know, and I was telling Henry about this and telling CJ, and I think I told you guys in the chat that, you know, this is one QB that we we definitely, I think, really missed on, you know. Uh, I'm not going to keep bringing it up, but I bring it's it up true. because I look at how good he is playing. I mean, he's playing a lot better, and shout out to the weapons that they put around him. Henry brought up a good point. Yeah, it's Stephon Diggs, but even the – even Beasley, Cole Beasley and John Brown. I mean, he made some really tight throws to those wide receivers and they caught the ball. And it was throws that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to make last year or the year that before. One to John Brown on the goal it. line. The yeah, one to John Brown on the goal line. Come on. I couldn't even get, you know, the crazy thing is too, I couldn't I got mad because it, it, it he caught it, but I couldn't even really get mad at the defender. Eric Harris was right there. Like the right there. You know, so I don't know. It, it was a great throw by Josh Allen, and he he's just he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. Like one thing that we did do well was um kind of keep him contained. He didn't really run for I don't I don't even know if he really ran for any yards really. But that's where he becomes really entertaining because you see him really you know trucking these DBs and stiff arming players and whatnot. He's he's fun to watch, man, and and he could throw. And now with him being accurate so far. He can make every pass as of right now. He's 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 really striking. He's really striking. You know, he's he can make just about every throw. And his weapons are they're, they're playing pretty well. The offensive line seems to be playing well. One thing I will say that the Titans do have in their advantage is their run game. 
And there's times where that Bills defense, defensive line, didn't really look too good as far as stopping the run. So that may help the Titans as far as keeping them, you know, uh, maybe keep that offense off the field, you know. But other than that, man, I, I, I got Buffalo winning. And we talked about the secondary. Quarterbacks are, are you know, they, they, they're making their money on that secondary. They're carving that secondary up. So, uh, you know, that zone, is, it's, not, it's not working. For them and they got some talent back there, but they're just again that I just they're not putting it together, you know. And like you said, Jordan, these wins when you look at the record, you're like, man, this team, yeah, they, they they're three and all, you know. And, mm-hmm. and you look you know, when you look at their if you watched any of their games or anything, you'll see, or even if you just see the score, you'll see it. It was really close. These are close games, so it's not like they're blowing any team out or anything like that. I think they were they were. I think they were blowing the Jaguars out, though, right? Jaguars came back. Jaguars came back, and then they won oh, on yeah. on like a it was like a Minshew got a ball tipped at the line yeah. by Jeffrey Simmons, who is actually their their D tackle. Jeffrey Simmons is balling. He is like that's like the dude on the defense that's like really delivering. Mm-hmm. Is him like the one guy? Yeah. Word to Henry, Kevin Byard is not having a good season, so rejoice. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, they they did come back against. Uh, the Jags, the Jags did try to pull the comeback, but to no avail. Right, right. So other than that game right there, they haven't really looked. They haven't really looked that good. You know, that was the first game where they kind of looked complete, and then they looked. They let the Jaguars come all the way back, and it was like, okay, this same Titan team that's just squeezing out wins. So you know, yeah, here I definitely, I definitely got them losing this one. I I got it before we get off the Bills, the Bills in this game. I gotta give like shout out to Brian Dable because that offense. Yeah. looks good i i don't feel like when i watch that offense if i've watched when i was watching josh on all 22 to be like is this dude for real against the dolphins against particularly the rams and then against us of course i watched about half of that game today since the all 22 dropped mm-hmm. and there's so many different concepts that he's using and he's deploying them at really like opportunistic times like they went for it on fourth down against the raiders and they ran this jet motion to Isaiah McKenzie, who's their fourth receiver. Right. And like, like just that type of thing isn't something that on all the tape that I've watched that I even saw them deploy in a short yardage situation out of a heavy stacked, like 22 personnel look. Right. So it's just like, I got, he's, he's really calling an unpredictable game and giving a lot of different advantageous concepts to Josh and it's, and they're flourishing because of it. He'll be yeah. a coaching candidate to watch. That's another yeah. one. Maybe maybe the Texans yeah. go after him. Yeah, that could happen because this is, you know, right now the way Josh is playing and then shout out to Ken Dorsey. I think that was one of the reasons, and I talked about it in the chat, is one of the reasons why I think Brian's able to do a little bit more with this offense now is because Ken has actually helped Josh develop more as a QB. So he's able to run some of these plays and be and Josh able to make be more accurate with his throws. So, yeah, I, yeah, the coaching staff, yeah, they're, they're, they're putting it together. I I think I I'm trying to go against you guys today, but it's not really working out so much with these preview games. <laughs> um, I yeah, there. I agree with everything you guys have said. Do you guys though? Do you guys think that the Titans can? squeeze out a win like they have been against the Bills? Do you guys what do you guys think it would take from the Titans? 
like I was saying, I really think it's, it's going to take the run game. You know, the Bills have looked, they got talent on the defensive line, but they haven't been good stopping the run the way they were last year. They were right. good versus you know, and that, that was impressive, although we were missing some starters on that offensive line. But I'm not going to take no credit. They they did they they did pretty well versus us versus the run. But outside of that, they haven't been that good stopping the run. So for the Titans to win, they're going to have to they're they're going to have to continue doing what they do. But at the same time, they're going to really have to they're going to have to take up. It's going to have to be time of possession. You know, if they're running the ball, they're going to have to put up points. They're not right. not three points. They're going to have to score touchdowns. So if they get down and they're running Derrick Henry and then they're getting stopped. And they're and, and you know they're they're kicking field goals, they're going to lose the game. I mean, he- Henry's only churning out three point nine a carry. His his yardage total is clearly just due to volume, like number of carries, right. like just giving the ball, giving the ball, giving the ball, giving the ball. You know, and then making teams stop him. And that still, while it's not like, well, that is his lowest career yards per carry. That he's ever had through. I mean, he's finished the seasons in the fours or the or a little bit higher every year. Granted, we're only a month into the season, but if it, if it doesn't even necessarily yield a, a large yardage output, it still does wear down a defense. And maybe if he's able to do that enough, then the Titans. I'm, I'm trying to paint this scenario in my head, and it just kind of sounds ridiculous as I keep going down it, but. This is also how I sounded in the playoff game last year when I was like, yeah, let's skip over this. Titans got no chance. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Ravens by 100. So, but I mean, I think we're go- I think what we're looking at here, two well-coached teams, and then on the field, the team that has the more talent has is- got to be the team on both sides of the ball. Bill's offense, Bill's defense is better than both units that Tennessee's just trotting out. So, and it- but it's football any given Sunday, right? So, yeah, that's true. But if I'm a pick, yeah, Bill's all the way. So let's move forward into our next matchup. Now, we have the Colts who are off to a hot start. However, the Browns, you know, are pushing that momentum right now. And I love to see Odell Beckham, the one that we have been searching for for a little bit, See a little glimpse of him again. What is this? Who do you guys have in this one? But hold on, question. Do y'all do y'all believe in this Colts defense? Like as in top no five? No. 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 Me neither. Are we on that right now? Okay, well, I'm ready to answer that. The reason, great question, Henry. Um, the reason why I think they are a good defense. I definitely think they're a good defense. They're playing well. Buckner's playing real well. You know, they're, they're playing Rhodes look like he's he's trying to bounce back. He's having a solid season so far. But how? I mean, you're keep my bad. Keep I'm keep going. My bad. Right. No, no, you're good. You're good. The teams that they have played, though. I mean, the Vikings. You be playing horrible. You're right, bro. So they the lost to Gardner Minshew. Yeah. They lost to Sam and it will no the Sam Sam Darnold. You know, uh, so I mean that that I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like the quarterbacks and the offenses they've went against and the coaching they've went against, you can't, you know, I, I don't want to take away too much credit, but no, there's no I'm way that away credit. Right. the defense is no I'm way. I'm taking away credit. I'm pulling their credit, going to lower their score. I'm taking <laughs> it away. I mean, they're playing well, but the question was, do you believe in them? They can play well, right. but that doesn't mean a thing. Later on in the season, let alone postseason. 
Right. Well, I mean, the, what, what was the, the question was if they were top five, right? Believing yeah. that they're yeah. top five defense? No, I don't think they're a top five defense, but I think they're a good defense. I just don't believe in, you know, them being a top five defense because the teams they play, you know, so – and, and and we we hear it all the time, you know. I know Henry, you 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 say it a lot, you know. You you know, well, you can only play the teams in front of you, and that you know that that's true. But even with that, you know, some of those numbers and not, some of that stuff is is you know is it's just it's just stats, and it's stats that look good because of the teams that they play, you know. So yeah, you, you gotta look more, you look more into it. And you see how the other teams are playing. You gotta take that into consideration as well. So, no, I don't think they're top five. Justin Houston came out, was already saying they're the best defense in the league. So, I mean, if you on that defense, that's the kind of bravado you to keep going. Yeah. You know, I just don't. I think here's what I think. I think they have parts of that defense that are going to continue and going to and will sustain themselves like DeForest Buckner. He is balling his ass off right now. Justin Houston is having a resurgent season this year as another edge rusher who's playing well. And Darius Leonard was in our top 10 and deservedly so and playing even better right now this season, just in terms of, you know, he hasn't had the big time as many like turnover worthy type of plays or game changing plays. But from a down to down basis, he's played more snaps than anybody in that offense other than uh, we had Kari, the other safety opposite Julian Blackman. I'm missing on his last name. But anyway. I think all that sustains itself. What I don't think is here to stay is Xavier Rhodes playing like the second coming of Namdi Asamoa out there, like getting multiple picks a game and being someone that you might have to look away. I mean, he, he has been this player before and maybe it's, maybe he's bounced back, but I'm going to need to see him do it against another offense and receiver tandem and overtime because they're playing a lot of too high. They're playing a lot of cover two only bringing four linemen, and that does do wonders for a secondary when you can have four defensive linemen be able to consistently wreak havoc on an offense, push the pocket, fluster the quarterback, stop the run game. And I don't necessarily know if him and TJ Carey can sustain that. If in just one game those two things go away or get neutralized or they go against an offense with more firepower, I don't think the result's going to be the same. So would they? would I say they're top five, I don't think they finish the season as that. I don't. But top 10 because of who is there and who's playing well. Yeah, I could go there, but I don't necessarily think that's a defense that you have to worry about any more than you'd have to worry. Like the Steelers are better. The Ravens are better. Who else would I say is, is better? But like those two teams are the teams that I would, I would think if the Niners get some people back, maybe they could return to bet to be better than that. There's just other defensive units that I think have maybe had a little bit of rougher schedule, which is why their output isn't the same as the Colts. It's good to see this one. I got I got the Browns. Even though I don't want them, my course heart, my mind says Browns, heart says Colts. This one's actually a little bit tougher for me. I mean, it was good to see what the Browns did, but look at the defense they did it against. Now, see, this is going now. Maybe this, you know, you were saying Jordan that well, you know, I got to see them do it. Uh, I got to see Rhodes and this defense play against you know a top offense. Maybe this is a game right here. Because you've seen what the Browns' offense can do against a sorry de- defense, so let's see how good that Colts' defense is against this Browns' right. offense. Because so, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see in roads and whatnot. You know, uh, we'll we'll see what we'll see what he does. But I'm gonna go. Remember, Ch- I forgot Chubb not playing. Yeah, Chubb not, not playing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's too big. Like, yes, you I, want Chubb, I, but I, that's I, not too big of a problem. I, yeah. I know they got Hunt. 
playing like a top two, top three back. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I said it last year in our top. I said it before the season yeah, started in our top ten. Best pure best running back ever. Best pure run. Is <laughs> 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 Jim Brown out there? <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, I said he's the best pure runner. Like, dude, you can't stop this man from five, six yards of carry. You, we've never seen him be anything but that. But I think right now, with this offensive line right now, the, the way that the Browns, like the, what they have. Honestly, right now, this is this is I think is the best offensive line we got in football right now. Just right. with how these this team is playing right now. Conklin, my guy Jedrick Ballin. Mm-hmm. You got Joel Batonio, JC Treader. I mean, this offensive line is mauling folks. And I think seeing them go against this Colts defensive line, that's it's like that's gonna be really dope to watch. And you look at the way these two teams are structured contractually, they've built from the trenches on both sides of the ball. So the Colts have a good offensive line as well. We've talked about Quentin Nelson and Costanzo. They used their big offseason free agent acquisition on a defensive line. So they recognize the importance of the trenches. So it's kind of like strength on strength, no matter who really has the ball. But I think you do have a little bit more playmakers on that Browns offense, but you have a little bit more of a sporadic quarterback who's getting the ball to them in Baker in comparison to Phillip Rivers. So to say all that, I got to still say I'm going to, Pick the Browns. I'm going to pick the Browns. I just think I, like Rivers is tough to trust unless he's got a lead going, unless he has everything going. And I think the Browns do enough to neutralize whatever that offense is trotting out for Indianapolis because one of those components, I think, is the ghost of T.Y. Hilton because that guy does not look the same. He just doesn't. And yeah, that's why I ultimately just think the Browns have more in place to win. So I'm I'm gonna pick the Browns to win, but it's close, close game. Yeah, I'm a yeah I'm a I'm a lean I'm a lean towards the Browns. I'm gonna say the Browns, and for the point that you just said, they have so much on offense. This is gonna be good though. We it's it's crazy how this transition just happened because we was talking about the Colts defense and them playing the top offense. Well, here it is. This is the offense right here. We can't say that. Well, you know, it's the Browns. Well, the Browns just put up 49 points versus the Cowboys. So the offense is there. They can do it. So yeah, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a yeah I'm gonna say the um I'm gonna say the Browns I'm gonna go with the Browns more so for me I'd compare what the Browns do to this Colts defense and then compare what they were able to do to the Ravens defense which was nothing they did they, there was not even a point where that game was competitive the Ravens made Baker just look like he was less than a pedestrian type of quarterback right. So like the running game was still effective. Like I think that running game is still going to be effective. I mean, against Dallas, they were running all over them. They ran that ball down their throats for like 300 plus. Mm-hmm. I don't think they necessarily do that, but like wh- how I would compare it. And if we want to like have like some type of barometer for this Indianapolis defense, mm-hmm. measure it against what they did against the Ravens. You know what I mean? Measure what the Browns did against the Ravens compared to what they could do this Sunday. So that's what I'm going to look at. I keep going back and forth on this one, guys. I don't know if I can even pick at this point. Um, obviously, I lean towards the Browns for all of the reasons you guys pointed out. But I can't help at look at even the teams that I'm seeing the Colts play. I don't know. It's just, there's just such a weird team to me right now. Like I'm trying to figure out, I, I don't know. 
a part of me wants to go with the Colts, even though I lean more towards the Browns just based on how I feel like every game that they play and each team that they face different than the other. I'm still trying to figure out this team, I guess. And which, which one? The Colts? The You're still Colts. trying to figure out? I'm still trying to yeah. figure them out. And I think that little bit of mystery kind of keeps me intrigued, oddly, mm-hmm. to where right. I I am going back and forth. And I'm like, no, it's clearly going to be the Browns. But then I'm like, but then I'm watching these games and just thinking like, y'all won that? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was the way they won, too. Yeah, I mean, it's they, the way, yeah. That it's, it's, or that offense, or it was a close game or an ugly game. Then we probably would be split here. Two of us would probably well, pick the Colts. Two of us would probably pick the Browns. Yeah, you know. But the and I Browns feel like if the Browns good. don't come out and do what they are capable of doing, then I mean, the Colts. Could Who's be- got the better quarterback in this game, the Browns or the Colts? Browns. Oh, you'd have that to say, me to say. See, Rivers, he's like the efficient guy. It. Baker's like the more talented guy. You'd have to say Baker off of what he what he's doing right now. Can't go no, you know, because Philip wasn't like I said. Even last week versus the Bears, he wasn't great. No, he, he was great. not. Like I mean, you. Put, I feel like right now you trot out there, freaking Rico, and he'll move the ball against that Cowboys defense. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you talking about so you who are you talking? You talking about Baker? I'm talking about like just like if we're gonna look at that Cowboys game and right. we're gonna try to place a value of what look what they did last week, which right, we we have to say like they they that offense was crazy last week. But I feel like that Dallas defense is so bad that it's almost going to inflate what it's going to inflate anyone. You know what I mean? It's it, we're early, yeah, early in this point in the season. It, what we all fall into this is like they did this, and I'm guilty of it too. They did this through week one, two, three, four, right? But then once we look at and examine the teams, and then as the season unfolds and like injuries happen and all that other stuff, things start to get a little bit more clear picture of what one team is or what one team isn't. And the Browns, without that 49 point onslaught against what is one of the worst defenses in the league. I still think we got questions on that on that offense about that offense about Baker, right? Well, no, there's still yeah, there's still yeah, there's still questions on Baker if he's the guy and whatnot. No, that's 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 true, that's true. But I'm saying if we're going off of what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if we just go off the off last week's games, you know, because I went back and watched, I went back and watched all 22, the Colts and the Bears, and I just although the Colts won, they really they really just field goal them today. Yeah, you know, sure, you're you know, right. They, you're right. And that's why I don't have the Bears going back to that Bears and Buccaneers game. That's why I don't have the Bears winning because they lost off field goals. That's how they lost. They weren't they weren't able to come <laughs> down and really you know what I mean? They weren't able to come down and, and put points on the board. So, you know, yeah, I would I, I would have to say, yeah, that's so that's what yeah, yeah. I, I would say um going off in the last week's game, yeah, I would have to say Baker. Even this just this this last few games, I would say Baker. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, it's, there's, I mean, I'm not attached to either answer. Baker got the, Baker is the better, more talented quarterback. And I feel like we still have, you know, we know what Phillip Rivers is right now. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. And one's obviously definitely on the rise. And the other one is, you know, nearing 
retirement. So yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying with that. That was a good, a good question. Um, let's move into this last preview. We have Chargers Saints. Oh, the, the Saints are favored. Um, I think by a little over a touchdown. So they have a, they have a, a decent, a decent favor in that, um, decent odds in that one. However, I don't know, looking at both of these teams, I'm just not impressed. Who do you guys have taking this one and why? I got the Chargers. Straight up. <laughs> I got the charges, man. I'm going with the rival on this one. I really like I really like how Justin is playing, man. We talked about it on a page not too long ago. Somebody posted or who was it you, Jordan? Somebody post no, nah, I think it was no it was that was a, there was a there was a post where Sean G asked which he always asks great questions. Uh, and yeah, he asked about which rookie quarterback would you have? Herbert or uh Burrow. Yeah. Yeah, and it just, you know, made me think and just watching Herbert play, man, he's been really impressive. And we talked about him last week about the uh about him in college. And, you know, I wasn't high on him. I've I spoke about I spoke about that plenty of times. And one of the reasons was he wasn't consistent enough, especially with his deep throws. But last week, and even since he's been playing, he's been really consistent with his deep throws. You know, he's had a couple of dumb throws, but he's a rookie. You know, he's a rookie, and that's what makes it even more impressive because this is a, a QB coming in here, same even with Joe, same thing with Joe. These young players coming in here and, you know, they 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 haven't had no preseason or anything like that. They're playing with players that they never played before. And for him to be able to be as accurate as he is and have the timing down with these these weapons is really impressive, really impressive and more impressive for me because I didn't I didn't care for him coming out of Oregon. So and the defense, I like what the defense is doing. I like what the defense is doing. You know, we um, I know they allowed a lot. They the, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers was able to 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 put up a lot of points versus them and whatnot, but I think that's more of how high powered that Buccaneers offense really is, you know. But I think the Chargers defense is still for real, you know. They can get after you, you know. They have a solid secondary, and the Saints, you know, they're kind of you know. Shout out Sean Payton because you know he's he's playing a he's calling a well balanced game, you know. He know we talked about it. Drew Brees don't have that 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 deep that deep throw anymore. So now they're running the ball a little bit more. They're using Murray a little bit more, you know. Uh, so they're 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 balancing it out, so they can still respect Drew Brees's, you know, uh, passing game, you know, because we know he's not going to throw it deep, you know. But if you're able to balance it with the run game, then it will open it up, you know. So yeah, I, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go with the upset here. I'm gonna go with the upset. You said the Saints is favorite to win, Brandy. Brandy yeah. actually had. Oh, I thought you was. I thought you had to slide out. Welcome, welcome. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, no, they're, yeah. Their favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go with. Uh, yeah, I got the upset in this one. I got the Chargers. Okay, I'm gonna pick the. You know what, Josiah? I'm. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with you and take the Chargers. The Chargers are basically like the antithesis of what we've seen the Titans so far. I feel like I know, like we have a better, at least me, I have a better idea of what this Charger team is. Justin Herbert is shown he's very capable to keep the offense rolling. Anthony Lynn still wants to establish a running game. Whether it's effective or not is pretty much hit or miss between each matchup. 
But when Justin is asked to make these big plays, he continually has up to this point. And, and it's, I've like I've, I've said it, I've said it a lot of times on this show. I've seen so I watched all of his college tape. I watched all of his college game live. And leading up until basically his last year, that guy was very consistent with his deep throws when put in position to do so. Apart from maybe just a few games here or there, because his last season, you're right, Josiah, was up and down in terms of getting the ball downfield. Right, but it, that arm has been there, and it's yeah, and it's proving to still be functional. The offensive line playing better than it did for Philip Rivers last year. I think we have to still give a nod to in terms of the success that Herbert is at least put in position to go and capture. Because like there was that that touchdown he had to I can't even remember the guy. The he was an undrafted dude. The one he had not the one to, he had like three bombs in this game, and it was the one against the zero blitz, and he recognized it, and he just stood there like, all right, I just got to wait a little bit, and the line picked it up. And then he just laid it out there for his receiver to go get. And he did. It was an undrafted guy. It wasn't Keenan Allen. Mike Williams has been in and out of the lineup as well. And it wasn't KJ Hill. So I'm I, I blanking on the guy's name right now. But I mean, just a tremendous throw from Herbert. Just staying in there and being able to deliver. And that was the one thing I wondered if when he saw something like that at the NFL level, if he was going to get skittish, if he'd be able to understand when to release the ball and how to do it. Yeah. But he's shown he knows how. And they've been in every game. They've been in every game and have been just so close to winning each one, but have fallen short for one reason or another. So I think this might be the one where they're able to pull it out. The biggest factor, I think, though, and it is going to depend on if Michael Thomas plays, and it looks like he might be on track to do so. And if he does play, that's also going to be without Chris Harris in the secondary. Still got my guy Casey Hayward back there. We all know Derwin's out for the season. There's no Melvin Ingram either. So that's just going to basically put it all on Joey Bosa, whether or not he lines up over to Ron Armstead or Ryan Ramchek. That'll be another really good defensive lineman and D lineman matchup to watch. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the chargers here. I'm going to take the chargers to win. I think they'll be able to do enough to slow down that, that saints offense and, Limit what Breeze can do along with Kamara in the open field. Taking the Saints just for the reason that it looks like Michael Thomas is going to to play. We know that's probably Drew Breeze's favorite weapon. Well, not probably. That is Drew Breeze's favorite, favorite weapon. We already seen what Alvin Kamara could do out that backfield, running and catching the ball. It's just so funny. It seemed like this year, Drew Breeze, it's like, well, at least when Michael Thomas isn't playing, that if that first would that first option isn't open. He's literally just checking it down right to, to, to Alvin. So I think with Mike Thomas being back in the in the lineup will be a huge dividend to to the Saints offense. And you know, and, and Jordan, you brought up all those key players that that's not going to be uh that's not going to be playing for the Chargers. I think those are some huge losses for them. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Harris, we already know he's one of the one of the good corners. He was really good over there. Uh, in Denver, and he's carried that over to to the Chargers. But at the end of the day, um, they are playing a rookie uh, quarterback, and he has looked fantastic. But I think Drew Brees, the veteran, the veteran in him, the all the years of him playing, I think that's what's going to come up on top. And I think, and I and I do have them winning only by seven because the Chargers they always do find a way to be in the games. So I, I'll give the score like a twenty-seven to twenty Saints. Okay. Before we get out, I actually had a question based on what we've talked about up to this point with the two of you guys. 
We've mentioned Stephon Diggs being a huge, huge acquisition, as you brought up, Henry, to the Bills, and I agree 100%. But then the other one we were talking about is DeForest Buckner that the Colts went out and acquired. Between the two of those guys, and I'll start with you, Josiah, which one is the biggest free agent acquisition and why? Say it one more time, bro. Say it one more time. So so between DeForest Buckner and Stephon Diggs, which player is the biggest free agent acquisition for their team and why? Well, we can't call them free agents, though, because remember, they both traded first-round picks for both of them. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, but, yeah, they would have yeah, would have both been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, let's just call it, yeah, biggest acquirement. Yeah, acquisition. No. I get what you're saying. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm going I'm to go with Stefan Diggs. I really am because – I just, I just feel like that's a big part of that Bills offense, and you know, I, 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 I mean, I'm not saying we, we, we brought up a lot of different reasons on why Josh Allen is accurate and why he's playing well. We brought up the offensive coordinator, we brought up the QB coach, we brought up Sean McDermott, we brought up the other weapons as well. But he's, but Diggs has really made a huge difference there. You know, a huge, huge difference, you know, and it's and they're using and, you know, and the crazy thing is they're using him kind of like how we how the Raiders, how we use Darren Waller. That's how they're using Stephon Diggs. They use him literally everywhere on each side, every side, any route. They're using him everywhere, you know, and I think that's really helped out that whole offense from the offensive coordinator, from Josh Allen, from the team, you know, being able to pick uh, to to score quick points, although they're. You know, Josh Allen has the arm, you know, Beasley can get down there at times, you know, and, and John Brown, he has the speed, he can get down there. But we know Diggs is definitely the guy for those type of routes. And Buckner's look good, but Buckner's look good. But I can't go, you know, again, now this goes back to how how much do we really believe in that defense? So if we're talking about impact, Diggs, I feel like, got more of an impact because neither one of us believe in the Colts defense like that. We Now, Buckner's looked real good. He's looked real good. But I mean, we're not a believer in that Colts defense. So there's no, I, I'm not, you know. No, I, I mean for sure. But like all those years, Aaron Donald was dominant. It wasn't necessarily a reflection reflection of our our position on the Rams defense, but just Aaron himself. You know what I mean? Aaron Donald's a different. Yeah, he's a different animal, though, man. I mean, he was really taking over, taking over games, like winning games. And Buckner's great. I, I, I you know, Henry could vouch for me. I was a big fan of him coming out. You know, I really liked him a lot, but. I can't compare him to no Aaron Donald as far as like what Aaron was able to do on that defense and what Buckner's been able to do for the 49ers and the Colts, you know, but it's, it's impressive though. It's one, you know, one thing I want to say too about Buckner is that we talked about how we we, we were going to see how good he really was going to be over here with Indianapolis. Cause remember we were talking about, Oh, well, you know, he's, he's real good. You know, I know I've spoke on him, you know, and we, but we kept talking about the different players he played, around you know the different pass rushers that's over that was over there in the 49ers the different players that they had over there on defense was it really you know Buckner putting in you know obviously he's putting in the work but was it you know was it him or was it you know because he was surrounded by really good players so now he's over there in the Colts and he's he's proven that no he's he's truly that you know he's really that that guy that defensive tackle so and I'm like I said I'm proud to see it because I was hiring him coming out so yeah, but I feel like impact wise and just whole team wise, yeah, I gotta go Diggs. Where are you at, Henry? I'm gonna go Diggs as well. We've seen the like you know we already brought it up. He's making Josh Allen. Well, you know it, it works both ways, but 
like I said, you you give a, a good a young quarterback a, a number one receiver or even the top ten receivers, just like how uh, <clears throat> Stephon Diggs is. He's gonna he's gonna profit, and that's exactly what Josh Allen has. Um, he has made him look good, and DeForest Buckner has also been really solid for the Colts. You know, he's been a key contributor on that defensive line and been so far a difference maker. But from what Diggs has brought until that receiving core, he like I said, he's making John Brown get you know be open more. He's making Cole Beasley be open more. So what he brings to that offense is it just says a lot. So yeah, I'm definitely going Diggs. I'd have to agree. I would really have to agree right now. Diggs is to me a Diggs right now through just if we're looking at just this season, we're isolating this first quarter of the NFL season. He's a top three NFL receiver right now. Top four, top three, yeah. top three. Yeah, I mean, just in terms of what he's done this year, right up to now. Some guys have missed time: Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, etc. He hasn't, and each week he's delivered. And it was so evident on that play where, and Josh Allen knows this. Josh Allen knows this, which is where, like, I feel like us three, we could sit here and we can separate you know Josh Allen throwing the ball to him has to place it in a spot where Diggs can go get it but it was that play against Eric Harris when he ran that deep route and Josh Allen just threw it up and he knew it was going to be a one-on-one but he knew his dude was going to win yeah and he did right like it's just that type like he's got that confidence in Diggs and there's a reason why he does and yeah he's he's really just unlocked not only that bill's offense and himself but his quarterback and just the the ceiling for what that team is so i'd say i mean those are the those are the two the two biggest ones but yeah i'd have to agree stefan diggs is is the the primary one and the one that's provided the most benefit to his new franchise so that's a good question though yeah for sure any other Things you guys have noticed around the league before we get out of here today? Uh, no, I think I think that's that was pretty much. I know the COVID rules; they're 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 really going ham on that. It seems like that's changing up every every second. Every time I look down at my phone, they're adding more to the rules with COVID. But as far as uh, like player wise or coach wise, you know, no. I, I, I now I got a question for both of y'all. <laughs> Who's gonna get fired first? And I shouldn't, you know, I don't like seeing people lose their jobs, man. You know what I'm saying? But some people just, you know, there's other people that's more deserving, and some people just not doing their jobs right. So who y'all think is gonna get fired first? Adam Gase or Dan Quinn? Ooh. I go. Who uh, you go? Go ahead, Henry. Right, I'll say Quinn. Going back to, to that Super Bowl, they hit bringing that comeback, and it seemed like that's just the same uh, theme with that team and not being able to keep a lead. That that uh yeah that that stings. I know Falcons fans have been calling for his head. I'll, I'll say Quinn, and I hate Gates. Just so you know, I remember when he got hired by the Dolphins. I said he shouldn't have been hired. It just made no sense. So. But I'll, I'll say uh, Quinn. Yeah, I think we're ultimately talking about two guys who are coordinators at best at this yeah. point. That like, that he's that's definitely had he's definitely had way more success than Adam Gase. That's that's oh, for sure, I mean, for I sure. Just, but I think like right now, if you just look at 
the way that both of their I, I would I'd have to agree it's I'd have to agree that it's it's Dan Quinn because the reason why I would say it's Quinn is just because there's more on that Atlanta team right now to suggest that you'd have at least one win right. than there is on that Jets team. Right. You know what I mean? And so with your Adam Gase, you would try to maybe if you're Adam Gase, the one thing you'd at least hope to see is an improvement from Sam Darnold. You really haven't. He's still kind of the same guy. Like I he's still the same Nerd. guy. And there's not Nerd. much around him to help him. There's like, I don't I mean, they haven't even got to use use Denzel Mims yet. He he's been hurt. I mean, you can't blame that on the, that thing that type of thing on the head coach. Right. But just like 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 if you watch that, like he's supposed to be some some offensive like guy, like some some offensive minded coach that's gonna be able to put him in these opportunistic scenarios. And like you don't see him use any type of diverse formations. You don't see him use motion or start off in one formation, jump to another formation, motion out of another formation. Like it just looks like okay, we're five wide. Okay, now we're I form. And like it's just it's just pretty simple stuff. You know what I mean? Compared to what other offensive people are running, or at least the ones that you respect within the league. So I'm gonna go Quinn just because. There's more on that team to warrant a win than there is on the Jets. That's a good, that's a great point right there, actually, because Quinn has more, and these 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 collapses. That's all. That's coaching. That's coaching right there. You know, when you when you're up that big like that, and you allow a team to come back, I blame that more on coaching than anything else. You know, and we've seen it way too many times. Too many times in this one season alone, and too many times in general, just from Dan Quinn. So. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm have to say uh, I'm gonna have to agree. I'm gonna say Quinn, although, and then with Gase, he brought up another great point because if they look, you know, they're they're obviously not gonna win many games this season. But if Sam could turn turn it around, like mid season, he start to look kind of like a above average quarterback, then they'll keep Gase. So Gase don't really have to do too much, you know. I mean they. The way most people, anybody that really talk good about Gates, they talk about how he was good for these QBs. You know, he helped these QBs and whatnot, you know, which I think that's, you know, but we're not going to get into that. But anyway, yeah, I, I think the way if he if he could turn around Sam Darnold and make him look uh, at least above average, then he'll probably be back at least for one more season. Dan Quinn is probably he's probably gone. He's probably gone. So yeah. maybe before. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. Before we get out of here, last little thing I just want to leave listeners with is that we're going to start doing. We've talked about this amongst our amongst our crew is that we're going to start doing a weekly all pro watch list. And what that is, is it's just right now and it's going to go each week and it's going to change each week. And there's going to be a lot of variance to it, because as we know, football is the most week to week league that we have out of all the pro sports because there's 16 games. And then by the time we get to the end of the 16 games, you'll have basically what we have as our all-pro team. But you'll get to track it each week based on each game and like a collect, not just one game, but a collective of the season. So keep a lookout on the SSAW page for that. I'll also post it up on Twitter as well. Henry, if you want to drop it on your Twitter with your 8 million followers, people would sure appreciate that. 
<laughs> as well. But <laughs> but but yeah, that's going to be our next little thing that, uh, that we're going to start cranking out as, as the season goes along as we kind of get an idea just to keep track and see where we fall on who we have first team, second team, etc. So week five is among us starting the second quarter of the NFL season. Can't wait. Can't really wait for it. Thanks for listening. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements. CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like us by supporting our Facebook page. You can find us at Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide. And if you want more exclusive content, feel free by clicking join when you want into the SSAW family by typing in Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide Group. See you next week.